Hello, happy Memorial Day weekend. Um, as always, plenty to talk about for today's episode. We're going to go into Jake Gensel's season review and why he was just an absolute menace yet again, what to expect from him next season. Some rumors around Mike Bellucci. He could potentially be out the door. Who could Mike Sullivan look to replace? <clears throat> going to get into that. And uh, since it's a little bit of silly season, um, just a couple uh, potential trade targets on the defensive market that a couple people pointed out to me that the Penguins, you know, maybe they'll have interest in. Probably not, but again, it is silly season. I am going to talk about this. So that's what's coming up for today's show. Of course, those two players, one of those two players will be to replace Chris Letang um, if he were to walk. Of course, that's not what I want to happen. But that's all coming up, plus a little bit more for today's episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO for Penguins. Of course, thank you all so much for making the Locked on Penguins podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. So um, first is a little bit of a newsy topic for today's show. So I was listening to El- um, Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts. Um, always a must listen. If, if you are a hockey fan and you are not listening to that show as well as mine, of course, um, uh, you're not doing it right. Um, him and Jeff Merrick, they produce a hell of a show together. They're just such a great dynamic duo. But um, so we talk about the Philadelphia Flyers coaching search and, you know, obviously, you know, no one that listens to this podcast is a Flyers fan, but um, sounds like they interviewed Barry Trotz, John Tortorella, which would be hilarious. But um, Friedman also said they've had an interview with Mike Vellucci, Penguins assistant coach. Um, he's been here for the last few seasons. Um, and, and that struck me as surprised because you didn't, you wouldn't really think that he would have a lot of interest around the league and, Apparently, Friedman said this could be the first of several head coaching interviews for Vellucci during the offseason. I mean, I know he's been an American League head coach down in the AHL. I think he's been um, a general manager for an AHL team as well. He's been working in front offices for NHL teams, uh, has a wide range of experience coaching both at the NHL and the AHL level. I don't think he's ever been a, an NHL head coach, though. But it's interesting that he's been getting – a lot of interviews and not some of these other coaches or other assistant coaches that he's out there. Um, you know, if the Penguins were to lose him, you know, maybe they would go down a little bit with the penalty kill. But I also, I didn't really like the job that he did with the unit in the first year that he was the head coach. And I didn't really like what he did on with the penalty kill in the, um, in the playoffs because whatever they were doing in the regular season, they just stopped doing once they played the Rangers. You know, they were actually playing aggressive on the PK in the regular season, but for some reason they decided to not have that happen. They wanted to play passive, um, which is, you know, look what Carolina has been doing to their power play. It has not been as effective as it was, um, excuse me, against the Penguins. So um, I honestly wouldn't be too upset. Another reason why I wouldn't think it's the end of the world here. Um, rem- if you all remember um, when the Penguins made some changes after the return to play, they fired the assistant coaches. Uh, Gonchar was gone. Mark Recchi was gone. Um, oh, and then, of course, Jacques Martin. Um, he, he was also relieved of his duties, too. Um, and it was not Mike Sullivan 
that made the next hires. It was Jim Rutherford. He brought on Tara Reardon. He um, brought in Mike Vellucci from uh, the from um, I think it was Carolina's AHL team at the time. Those were not Mike Sullivan hires, so he really did not have the final say um, on his um, coaching staff. And you know, we honestly really haven't seen Sullivan um, have the ability to build his own coaching staff. Um, even in 2015-16, when he came in, you know, you know Rick Tockett, he was already there. I mean, Gary Agnew, but, you know, he ended up being fired. Um, anyway, Jacques Martin, he was already there too. You know, same for 2016-17, they were there. 2017-18, um, <clears throat> you know, and then they, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, they, um, Rick Tockett, I think, ended up being relieved of his duties. Mark Recchi comes in. I think Sullivan made that hire, but that's really the only hire that he's made. And then, of course, Recchi's relieved of his duties by Jim Rutherford. And of course, you know, I already touched on why, um, how Rutherford made the final call with the other two coaches. So, you know, Sullivan has really not had the final say with those. So I would be curious to see if Vellucci does get a head coaching job here during the off season, you know, does Mike Sullivan have the ability to have that final say with whoever is going to be one of his assistant coaches? Um, I would have to assume so. I mean, just considering how much Ron Hextall and Brian Burke um, looked up to him. And they, they, I mean, they both have said he's one of the five best coaches in hockey. I mean, I've also said he's one of the five best coaches in hockey. He should have um, the ability to go out and get, you know, whatever great assistant coach that he could, that he could get. I mean, if, if he does leave, I mean, honestly, I, I'd come in and bring in Rick Tockett. <laughs> him and Tar Reardon um, do, doing the assistant coaching duties, I think would be pretty – like smooth. I know Talkit usually is the power play guy. Maybe you can have Tar Reardon give the power play stuff back to Talkit, and maybe you could, you know, have Reardon do the PK. Though I'm not really sure how much experience he has doing that. You know, Mike Sullivan he could also run that um, if he wants to, as well as obviously doing all the in-game management stuff. Um, I, I personally do think Talkit is worth a callback. Um, you know, that's maybe not a popular take among some fans. He's obviously going to get a head coaching opportunities when he wants to. I think he's going to be interviewing in Philadelphia. I think Detroit with Steve Eisman interview him, but the Red Wings are really not tipping their hands on anything. Uh, Steve Eisman is basically Lou Amarillo light. He does not say a word, um, if it comes to that stuff. So, you know, <clears throat> again, if, if Volucci does end up leaving, the first person I am personally calling is Rick Talk. I, I think he did a tremendous job with a power play. He has a lot of respect around the league from players, especially you know from the Penguins organization. He played here for many years, um, and he obviously knows Mike Sullivan and his system real, really well. He's always complimentary um, on TNT uh, during games. So he would definitely be one of my top targets if Vellucci does go. Um, but again, you know, de definitely surprised that his name is being brought up. I think his name was brought up a little bit last year. I think he had a, an interview or two with one or two teams. I can't remember what team interview him, uh, interviewed him, um, at least for sure. Um, and of course, my oh, poor, poor, poor little Thrawn over here is just looking at me. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has to go out. Maybe he doesn't. But you know, he, he just laid down. So thankfully, one of these days, I am going to bring him right on my lap so everyone can see him. Um, and hopefully he'll have a Penguins collar on. Um, at that time, but anyways, um, that was the big newsy stuff of the day. Thought I would talk about that and give my thoughts um, on that situation. Uh, other teams that he Avalucci could have interest from, you know, may maybe Detroit. I, I don't know if Eiserman has his eye on him um, or not. Dallas, 
um, because Rick Bonus retired, but I think Tockett might be all over that one potentially too. Uh, You know, maybe Florida, you know, Andrew Brunette, it's not fully known if Brunette is coming back next year. I mean, everyone assumed that, but I don't think Bill Zito said after the season that he was 100% the head coach for next season after taking over for Joe, after Joe Quenville resigned for the whole Kyle Beach stuff. So, um, you know, there, there's there's quite a bit of openings uh, right now around the NHL. So had to get my thoughts on that and give a potential replacement at least. Um, I, I think I, again, I, I think talk it's a slam dunk. Um, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think he should have been fired. Um, but that's just that that that's how I um, see it. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to Jake Gensel's season review and just how good he was during the regular season in the playoffs and what to expect from him um, for the 22 to 23 uh, 2023 season. Um, his contract is also up pretty soon, guys. So he's going to have to get paid sooner rather than later. But before we get to that, our next partner, our next partner has a product that I use literally every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because you know I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy in the morning just because I feel like I'm so tired when I wake up. I want to optimize my immune system a little bit. Um, I've been on it for the last you know three to four to five weeks. I absolutely love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, yes, but it has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. That, that's why it's worth it, at least for me. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focus, and your aging. Now, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. You know, it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Uh, Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So actually just looking at the conference um, final schedule, looks like they're both starting May 31st and June 1st. Um, they will go go through June 14th and June 15th, um, respectively. So I think they're hoping to have the Stanley Cup final wrapped up by July 1. Um, r- right. I think game seven would have to be. Oh, man, Thrawn just makes the funniest noises. Um, I think game set would have to be somewhere like right right around the 4th of July, um, I think. So um, just wanted to touch on that before I get into Jake Gensel here. And what a season this player had. 76 games, um, had 25 goals um, at even strength. His second 40-goal season in, in the NHL outside of Evgeny Malkin and Crystal Tan. Oh, Crystal Tan. Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. He is the only other player in the era to have multiple 40 goal seasons. That is how good this player is. All right. Anyways, back to um, Jake Ensel's 
overall season. Um, if there's a little bit of a cut in the video or the audio, uh, my dog did have to go out. So I did let him out for five minutes. We're back here. Let's get into Jake's underlying numbers. So played almost 1,200 minutes at 5v5 this season. When the, who was on the ice, the Penguins had 53% of the shot attempts, 57% of the expected goal, uh, actually of the actual goals for 60% of the expected goals this season, 55% of the scoring chances. Uh, that's his best rate since 2019-20. 54% of the high danger chances. Uh, 35 high danger goals for 28 high danger chances against. Shot at his career average again, right around 9%. He shot 9% last year, 9% the year before that, 9.8% in 2019. His best year, obviously, 56.7%. Um, actually, no, it's 56. Jeez. Almost 11% in 2016-17. was looking at the wrong number there. If we go to the playoffs, of course, playoff Jake was back in full force. Uh, when he was on the ice, the Penguins had 58% of the shot attempts. They also had 62% of the actual goals, 74% of the expected goals, 70% of the scoring chances, 82% of the high danger chances. He was only on the ice for 12 high danger chances against. That is how good Jake Gensel was <laughs> this year, people, especially in the playoffs. Seven high danger goals for, one high danger goals for against, shot 9.9%. In the playoffs, you want to know what he shot the last three years? This is this is where all those weirdos were saying, man, Jake Gensel soft. He can't play in the playoffs. Trade him for Matthew Kachuk or someone that can actually score. Look at this. Going back to 2018-19, after he shot 11% in 2017 and 21% in 2018, 3.2% in 2018-19. 2019-20 comes back with a return to play. 6.2%. Last year, 2.9% shooting percentage. And people were seriously in my mentions, in my mentions on social media, telling me that Jake Gensel should be dealt after shooting not even 3% in the playoffs against the New York Islanders. Like, <laughs> like what are we doing? Comes back with a vengeance this year. Scores eight goals in seven games. Again, other than Alex Ovechkin and Braden Point, since Gensel came into the league, no one else has more power play goal or not power play. No one else has more playoff goals than this player. He is one of the most clutch players of this era, honestly, right now. And I'm glad that a full national stage got to see how good this player is. I think it's mainly just Pittsburgh. That's been just just because I think we've been used to him putting up this kind of production for so long. But even like, you know, Rangers fans that I follow that are actually respectable, they were like, you know, good Lord, I, I'm tired of Jake Gensel at this point. Um, just what a player he is. You can stick him on any line and it works. Um, I expect him to score 40 again next year if he's fully healthy. Um, you know, he was at, um, I believe, right, right around 80 points um, this season, if I'm getting that uh, correct here. Um, just, ju just making sure, just making sure, of course. Um, yeah, 84 points in 76 games, well over a point per game. I think there's the potential that he could push 90 next year. Um, I think that's, I, I think that's one of my bold predictions right now. I think he's going to have 90 to 95 points next season. I mean, he's, he's well in his peak years right now. And the, and the best part about this people, he's making 6 million per year, 6 million her to put up 84 points in 76 games and to put up those kind of numbers in the playoffs. When So when is his contract up? Well, so he has 
two more years left um, on this deal. Um, going, so next season and the season after that, then he will be a UFA. That's going to be a lot of cash. I'm just putting it out there right now. He is going to make a lot of money on that next deal. And I sincerely hope that it is with the Penguins. He's actually going to be a free agent uh, right the year the, uh, the season before Sid is. Um, so I would have to assume that they're going to lock him up, um, especially because, you know, to keep Sid playing for at least another year or two, maybe three more years. Um, I think he would probably ask for that just considering how good um, Gensel is. But again, you know, another tremendous season from him. Um, the, the goals that he was scoring in the playoffs, just, you know, going to the front of the net and getting that, even that, that smallest time of space, boom, you're gone. Back of the net, you know, it, it's over. Um, th- that is how good Jake is at scoring goals in this league. You give him the smallest time of day, Snap of the finger, just like that. And yes, I am someone who does not even know how to snap their fingers. I honestly just never learned it as a kid. So there's a fun fact about me that's probably uh, pretty embarrassing, <laughs> to say the least. But I just, I just, I can't say enough of the season he had. Again, I'm expecting 40 goals, 50, 50, 50 plus assists next year. Maybe that's a little too much, but you know, I think the best is really yet to come with this player, you know, for all those, those people that told me he should be traded after last year for a player that plays the heavy style of playoff hockey. I hope you're feeling good about yourselves right now. After he just scored eight goals in seven games, he was one of the best uh, players in the first round of the playoffs. I'm honestly, if the penguins were going to go on a deep run, you know, he, you know, him, him or Sid for the con Smythe, um, uh, in my opinion. So uh, great season from him defensively. He's been a rock. Oh, I shouldn't say a rock. Defensively, he's fine, but offensively, you know, that's that's where he does the most damage. Great on the power play. You know, I think, you know, just his ability to stand in front of the net and get solid deflections, even when he's not the biggest player, you know, he's he, he's not a prime Patrick Hornquist over here or something like that. But this is still a player that is not afraid of going to the dirty areas and you know, getting some greasy deflections. Um, he takes a lot of punishment there. Players um go after him, <clears throat> like Jacob Truba. Um I, I I I had to do that. You know, I, I've been having a lot of fun on my social media. Apparently, like just pissing off some New York fans. I don't really know why. Um, I'm just posting content for just funny stuff. But you know, that was obviously a clever joke to what happened um, in Game Five. But you know, just again, overall tremendous stuff from Jake. I expect a lot from him next year. You know, Gensel Crosby Rust. They're going to run it back, uh, and rightfully so, uh, to say the least. So. Coming up in the final segment of this podcast, I'm going to get into uh, just that those two trade options from this one team. If Crystal Tang does walk, that a couple people brought up to me and asked me if you know they're good. I'm going to get to those players right after this. But before I get to that, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. All right, it's silly season. We're at the end of May here. Let's just, I, I have until July. To talk about this stuff, but I, I, at the end of the day, I, we're still going to start right here. So, a couple people hit me up in my DMs. <clears throat> a couple of my friends, friends of mine, were also 
you know, approaching this for a potential podcast topic. And they said, you know, there were rumors that potentially Eric Carlson and Brent Burns, one of the two, are going to want out um, of San Jose. Or apparently, I think that they they may decide to trade one of them just because they're making almost twenty million against their cap. And asked me, you know, if that would be a good idea. So I looked into it a little bit, and you know, Burns. Makes $8 million, but he's also 37, three more years on his contract, has a modified no-trade clause. I'm pretty sure he has three teams um, that he can be traded to without blocking it, and I'm not really sure if the Penguins are on one of those three teams. Carlson has a full no-move clause. He'll have to be asked to waive it. Um, he makes 11.5 for the next five years and you know, did a little bit of digging on natural stat trick. And, you know, these people ask me like, you know, would, would, would any, would one of these two players be able to replace Chris Letang, you know, for the next two to four years. And, you know, you look at Brent Burns minutes this year, played almost 1600 minutes at even strength, all 82 games um, just was not, he was really not himself in some areas. You know, the Sharks only had 45% of the shot attempts um, at even strength when he was on there. Uh, 51% of the actual goals. So, you know, at least that's good. Um, expected goals for uh, 47.2%. Uh, that's not, not where he used to be, to say the least. Only 47% of the scoring chances at 5v5 and uh, 50% of the high danger chances. So, you know, a lot of bad, a couple, a little bit of meh. But, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not really fully um, sold on it, to say the least. And, you know, for actual high danger goals for 54.8% uh, of those. But, you know, I, I think he's a player that's, um, well past his prime. The Penguins would obviously have to eat. I mean, the Sharks, I think, would have to eat a decent amount of that cap hit. You know, if you can get them to retain half of that $8 million, so the Penguins are only paying him $4 million, they could easily get that to work. Or, you know, if you can get them I mean, at least to retain like 25%, which is, I don't know, probably like 6, 6.2, 6.3. I, I, don't, I don't have the math in front of me here. Um but I still think this is a player that's, you know, well past his good years. I personally would not think it's worth to give up prime assets for that kind of player when he's basically, you know, on his way to being 40 years old. Um, he used to be a top three defenseman in this game, in this league. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I love watching him play. He's still a really good shot volume um, player. Um, he's usually good at moving the puck up the ice. But um, his defensive capabilities have really catered, uh, cratered um, over the last couple of years, um, I, I'm, I would not go after him to say the least. Now, now I'll turn my attention to Eric Carlson, who of course makes five more years on his contract at 11.5 million. Uh, Penguins would have to really, even like half of that is like what five point? I don't know, five point seven, five point eight, somewhere. Yeah, I believe it's like five point seven five. So, you know, the Penguins could get it to work that way, but. You know, are the Sharks really willing to eat that much of their that much of the cap hit? <clears throat> you know, that's that's my biggest question there. But you know, Carlson played 50 games this year, um, 890 total minutes. Uh, when he was on the ice, the Sharks had 49.5 percent um, of the shot attempts, 51 percent of the actual goals, um, but expected goals for 51.4 percent, so not bad there. 52.3 percent of the swing chances, 53.4 percent of the high danger chances. Um, so. Honestly, he had a bit of a balance back here. Last year, he was um, really bad. But, you know, this was the level that I'm, I'm used to usually seeing of Eric Carlson. Is he what he used to be? No. Can the Penguins potentially revive his career? Yes. But, again, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting the Penguins to trade 
for any of these players, you know, but I, I figured it would be a good podcast topic because, you know, again, it's silly season. Um, and you know, it's, it's fun to think about this kind of stuff. Um, if I had to pick one of the two, even with a 50%, um, uh, salary retained, I would, I would go with Carlson. I think, you know, at this point, um, he has more upside. Um, right now he is uh, 31. So, you know, you can, you probably can still have a lot of, you know, at least good years with him. The biggest thing with Carlson though, are, is his injury history. You know, he's banged up a lot. I mean, the guy was playing with like a, a really bad, I think, ankle injury in the 2016, 17 playoffs. That was probably some of the best, um, hockey I've ever seen from a defenseman. It looked, you know, honestly, for a lot of the years, you know, he looked like the next coming of Paul Coffey, um, to say the least. Um, he was always one of my favorite players to watch um, that, you know, was not on the Penguins. But, you know, again, I would I would probably go with Carlson if the Penguins were looking at one of these two players. Again, do I expect it? No. That's just, that's my preference. Um, you can have it retained even at 5.75. Um, that's probably a bargain. I like I like Carlson at that number better than Burns at $4 million. Um, That's for sure. I think Burns is just totally washed. Um, at this point now for trade package, you'll probably have to give up a decent amount. You know, I'd probably say a high pick, decent prospect, probably a roster player. The Sharks, they're probably going to want to contend next year, which is, you know, probably a bad idea. I don't think the Sharks are anywhere close uh, to contending. You know, you look at their roster right now, um, you know, Tomas Hurdle, he's a good player. Logan Couture, he's 33, making 8 million. Timo Meyer was really good, but, you know, he has one more year left on his deal. Nick Benino is not bad. Uh, Matt Nieto, I mean, a lot of these other players, I mean, it's a really young team. Um, James Reimer signed for another year. <clears throat> you know, that they still have that Mark Edward Vlasic contract on there. Jesus, I forgot that contract still goes for four more years. He is horrendous. The Sharks need a lot more high-end talent if they actually want to do something next year. Um, they're, they're undergoing a GM search. Um, I could definitely see the Sharks trading um, one of these two players, to say the least. And again, you know, if I had my pick, uh, it would be Carlson. So, um, and trade package for him, I would, if, if it were me and the Penguins, you know, were closing in on getting him, I would hope it's, you know, maybe a decent prospect, not that good, you know, maybe like a, a, a bottom six winger and, you know, maybe like a high pick or something like that. You know, remember when Eric Carlson was originally traded, I mean, he did not get a lot in return. Uh, I was a, and, and that's what happens when you trade star players. It is very hard to get fair value. So what the Sharks are getting are going to get in that return, it ain't going to even be what Ottawa got, which is honestly, you know, not, not even that good, um, to say the least. So that wraps up this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I will be back with another episode on Monday, even though it is Memorial Day. The content never sleeps on this show. Thank you also for making the month of May the best uh, month listener-wise in the history of this show. Right now, over 27,000 monthly downloads. It is ridiculous that this show is probably going to have 30,000 downloads um, <clears throat> at the end of the month. Um, you know, I, I know that I may not have those kind of numbers until you know next season, just because it's the off-season now, but I can't thank all of you enough for you know making this your first listen of the day and just continuing to listen to me blabber about this team, even though they've been eliminated for almost... Um, two weeks now, but a lot more content coming up on the show. I hope you, uh, you know, keep it right here on Locked on Penguins. I hope you all have a tremendous holiday weekend. If you're going to the beach, um, stay safe, go in the ocean, have some fun. Um, but, you know, more, most importantly, um, stay safe just because of everything that's going on, um, you know, in the United States right now with just 
it's it's so hard to even talk about sports with everything um what's going on the last few days but um again thank you all so much for listening and i will be back with another episode on monday